Welcome to Peak Mind. I'm your host, Michael Trainer. On today's episode, we delve deeper with His Holiness, the Dalai Lama. In the first episode, His Holiness spoke about the different ways in which we can cultivate the mind, different forms of meditation, and the ability to utilize those tools to create um, consciousness, to create a higher quality of life. In this episode, His Holiness leads us in meditation and talks about the cultivation of love. Could not be more excited to share this with you. This is from the inaugural Peak Vine Summit I hosted. Um, it was inspired out of, of personal challenges uh, as it related to my father and some of the struggles I went through in dealing with his dementia. And I was really looking for guidance as it related to the brain and mental health and um, saw meditation and discovered meditation more deeply. I had initially discovered it when I lived in Sri Lanka some 20 years ago, uh, studied Vipassana there and lived with the traditional healer for two years and had a practice, a sporadic practice. But during the challenging time in contending with the fact that my father, the man whom I love so deeply, uh, would drift further and further from the shore. I found that meditation was a great anchor for me, and it's continued to be a huge part of my life, and I've sought out some of the best teachers and could not be more humbled or honored to share with you His Holiness the Dalai Lama leading us in meditation. It's an incredible honor and a rare privilege to have the opportunity to sit with His Holiness. It was one of the highlights of my life, and I hope that you find virtue and value in the experience. If you do, um, my intention with this show is to provide free and valuable content that can be heard far and wide so that people can benefit from these teachings. If you appreciate the episode, it would mean a great deal to me if you liked, if you subscribed, and if you shared, and, and if you left a comment. Um, that's the way in which this, this show can grow, and so it would mean the world to me. Uh, it's my intention to bring you some of the world's greatest thought leaders to help you unlock your full potential. And the way that's going to happen is if you are a Peak Mind community, uh, embrace it and carry it as your own. So without further ado, it's my honor and my great privilege to share with you the second half of the Peak Mind Summit, His Holiness the Dalai Lama leading us in meditation and speaking on the virtues of love. So then automatically you see develop respect like that. So I think a few minutes Perhaps five minutes, okay? One time in New Delhi, the uh, our interface for the meeting, and then about I think uh, half an hour, some silent meditation. So everybody silence, 
You know, sometimes you see coughing. So, um, so when everybody is silent, then you, you know, a lot of people feel like coughing, even though they normally don't cough a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so now, without cough, coughing is bad. Very good. No, complete silence now. No. Five minutes. Oh, now here. You see, uh, actually, not close eye. I look there uh, without moving. So, uh, as much as possible, you know, keep your gaze softly in front of you and uh, avoid blinking too much, but don't close your eyes. Young Kesi. In case you some people is not familiar, you see, meditate in certain sort of the hasura, the, like impermanence or some or compassion like that. You know, yeah, ujangjang samdonda. So um, you know, if people are not used to meditating in an analytic way, like uh, compassion or impermanence and so on, then you can also choose to meditate by simply focusing on your breath. In breath and out breath, and just being aware of that process. And that's quite useful when your mind a little bit sort of Agita agitated. Agitated. Then that period, you say, uh, just concentrate your breathing. 20 times, or 30, 40, 100, like that. Then your mind a bit cool down. Calm down now. Like that. So, no.
Okay. So this uh, practice is both shamatha and vipassana is common. All uh, Indian traditions. Buddhist, uh, Jain, and Sangya philosophy, and all different uh, traditions. Of Hindu. Or Hindu, Hindu traditions, all the same. I was told in Greek Orthodox sort of church, some remote area, some Christian monastery, they still carry this practice of meditation. I heard, I haven't been. So actually, some my Christian friend, when they pray to God with some music, I noticed then it's their tear come in their eye. See, it 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 seems quite clear. Their mind fully sort of focusing on God, on God's sort of. Grace ray, like that. So meditation is common to all. And then, uh, perhaps sometimes it seems, you say, our Christian brothers, sisters, or Tears religious sort of practitioner, sometimes they, uh, also, they think more about faith. It seems uh, not adequate, you see, think more about love, compassion. This is judging these different traditions. The love is the key message. Whether theistic religion, non-theistic religion, all carry message of love, practice of forgiveness, Tolerance. So then it seems quite clear. Faith is method to develop full sort of the conviction about the value of love. Okay. So regarding the, uh, the practice of love, compassion. Because it is main sort of main practice, so all major traditions same. Then non-theistic religion, no concept of creator, uh, but rather self-creation. So different philosophy, but same sort of practice, practice of love. So that is the main cause of the scripture. That's the main objective. The main objective is, is the cultivation of love. Uh, so different philosophical views are method. So as far as practice of love is concerned, no differences. All major situation. In the philosophical field, there are differences. Even among theistic religious tradition, differences there. 
and also non-theistic tradition. There are differences. So that, uh, uh, I think, you see, uh, because it's a different time, different location, so people, the particular area, naturally, there are certain mental disposition. I mean, some differences of mental disposition. Therefore, it is necessary because uh, uh, of the different way of approach, of approach about this basic teaching. That's a love. Okay. So if we emphasize practice of love, all major religious tradition then conflict in the neo religion certainly can be uh, reduced. There's too much emphasis on the philosophical view, then there's differences. If you emphasis on the practice of love, then no differences like that. That's my view. Whether correct or not, I don't know. <laughs> you have to investigate. Uh, like that. So now, I think completed. Some questions. I would like to take some questions. Yeah. Oh, yes. You speak really beautifully about love. Would you mind saying what you mean by love? I don't want to assume I understand what you mean by love. Uh, as I mentioned briefly, the all, I think, social animal, they have this is some kind of closeness feeling each other and sense of concern of their companions. Uh, that is mainly biological. Now, that kind of love is biased. Only your friends or your close people. Family. Or close animal. Right? Family. Uh, only, only to loved ones. No. Oh. And then, uh, that very much oriented about others' attitude. Uh, so that love is biased. So that kind of love is cannot extend towards your enemy or even strangers. Uh, but we have this sort of, that sort of ability there. I think children, young children, they don't care what differences. Isn't it? So long. We should play together at a showing smile. There are no differences. Uh, the children, before they start to play, they never ask, what is your faith? What is yours or what is the family background that they have But gradually we, uh, through sort of the modern education, actually now modern education, I have some sort of critics. Criticism. Criticism. The modern education very much oriented about material value. Uh, so you see people, children, say once join the education uh, sort of institution and getting education 
than the basic sort of human qualities or quality or loving kindness, these things then become dormant. Dormant, love. Right, dormant. Then some other new sort of information. That very much related with the, the, the society, uh, some kind of the, the materialistic culture. That materialistic culture, too much of competition. So then, uh, you see the basic good quality, human sort of loving kindness, these things, then not much because of the active, like that. So, that kind of loving kindness is biased. Now what we, uh, we are talking, loving kindness, is uh, irrespective whether their attitude was me, positive or negative, doesn't matter. But these are same human beings, all have same right. So on that understanding, uh, develop sense of concern. That is unbiased love. That is uh, not oriented others' attitude, regardless their attitude, but still they are human brothers, sisters, and they keep loving kindness. That we only we human beings can do, animal cannot do. Okay, clear. Next question. Thanks for being here and happy birthday. Um, what is your process for making a tough decision when your heart feels torn to make a decision in both ways? What's the process or what's the ritual that you take to make a really challenging decision? As I mentioned earlier, combination brain and heart. Now heart, warm-heartedness, you see, is the basis of inner strength, determination, willpower. You see, that sometimes willpower uh, combined with blind. <laughs> blindness. Blindness. So, must intelligence should be fully utilized. So, combination. Intelligence. When you investigate, your desire put it aside. Just analyze. And things, when things are difficult, they, they are warm-hearted, warm-heartedness, you see, broad determination. Now here, truthful, honest, any activities out of sense of compassion is truthful. Not cheating, not self-centered attitude. A lot of sort of us today, unhealthy activities ultimately out of self-centered sort of attitude. So then, naturally, you can't carry your life transparently, something to hide. That, you see, can't develop, you see, because of trust. Without trust, how can develop friendship? We are social animals. We need friend. Friendship 
entirely based on trust. Trust based on sense of concern of their well-being, respect their right. So, combination, what? Brain. Brain and heart. Next question. No, here, 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 here. Here. Thank you. So, Your Holiness, you sit at the center of billions of people who listen to you. How is that as an experience for you? And how do you face that responsibility and opportunity? I always consider myself as another human being, one of the seven billion human beings, since we are social animals. So each of us have the moral responsibility to think about humanity, because our future depends on humanity. If you really uh, so thinking, thinking or act, like human being. Then, when we heard, when we sort of see these sort of problems, I say problem, killing human to human being, and a bully, and gap, rich and poor. And now in this country, now recently some racial sort of what's today, tension. All this, you see, entirely based on as I mentioned earlier, the secondary level of differences. So when I give talk, I never consider I'm Buddhist, I'm Tibetan. Or suddenly, I never consider I'm Dalai Lama. If I too much consider the emphasis, I'm Dalai Lama, then seven out of seven billion human beings, one Dalai Lama. So you become a lonely person. <laughs> oh. When I think I'm a human being, then a lot of friends there. <laughs> That's much better. <laughs> like that. So then that also, you see, very helpful. Completely relaxed. <laughs> if too much concern, oh, you are something important person, then each word selected where? You have to select each word you say. <laughs> uh, then? <laughs> then more worry. More anxiety, more, stress. more fear, more stress, more stress like that. Next question. No. <laughs> Two men from yes. Yes, now one lady here on the other side. Yeah, yeah. The people doing it, Michigan. Ka. Panamote. No, Yes. Hello. I just wanted to say. I love you. <laughs> thank you. That's all. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Okay. Chapter. Get in like chapter, chapter. I just a little girl. Correct. Oh. That's okay, okay. Oh. Um, thank you. 
I just wanted to know if there is a certain way that you feel when you meditate. Oh, yes, of course. See, yes, I think through, uh, I mean, this meditation is actually important part of practice, not just prayer. Training of your mind. That really changes or transforms your life, your way of thinking. It's a certain sort of Buddhist practice. Immense sort of because of the effect on destructive emotion. So, result, mind always remain quite calm, quite calm, like that. Okay. Wow. <laughs> My question to you is if you were granted one wish for humanity in the world, and only one, what would it be? Yes, that is happy world, happy humanity. So I always say, 20th century uh, become century of bloodshed. Now this century should be century of dialogue because some differences always there. And also I think human population today seven billion. The end of this century will reach ten billion. So source of problem there. So whenever we face problem, the method to solve the problem through dialogue. So in order to create peaceful century, we must promote the spirit of dialogue through, through use our sort of brain. Our brain. You see, it is impossible to achieve your own interest regardless of other sort of thing. No, impossible. In ancient time, small population, self-sufficient at that time, you see, uh, not necessary to think well-being of other. Just think of yourself, okay. So with that sort of mental attitude, concept of war develop. Concept of war, one side victory, one side defeat. Now today's reality, that is impossible. So only compromise through dialogue. So therefore, this century should be century of dialogue. So in order to achieve century of peace. Peace also in order to achieve happy humanity. Clear. Just a mission alone will not bring inner happiness. 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 Like that. Some my friend, billionaire, very rich, as a person, very unhappy person. Very unhappy. Isn't it? Sometimes you see the poor people, the uh, villagers, I think their mind is thinking quite, quite simple, but very happy. 
isn't it? Like that. Now I think last question. Last question now. Oh, then too many, too many <laughs> questioners now. Yes, yes, yes. God bless you. Is this on? Hmm? God bless you and your humbleness. You talk about joy. You're one of the most joyful people on the planet. And you talk about joy emanating from being yourself. Why do people find it so hard to be themselves? And what is your advice? Because people try to be like what everyone tells them to be. And that's missing the point that your life has been dedicated to. I feel, as I mentioned briefly, existing education system not adequate to bring a sensible human being. So religions over 2,000 years is always talking or carry a message of love. But that now today, uh, out of 7 billion human beings, over 1 billion non-believers. So religious message will not reach these people. Then among the believers, there are quite a number of mischievous believers. Hypocritic. Unless you carry religious practice seriously, sincerely, the religion teaches us hypocrisy or saying something nice, nice, very, very good, and doing different way. So this clearly shows we are lacking the firm sort of belief or conviction about inner value. Now that, through education now. This morning, I just met uh, the one scientist, Paul Ekman. Paul Ekman. Yeah. So um, we have had this discussion about um, how can we promote greater emotional awareness among people. And he has embarked upon, initiated a project on creating kind of a visual map of emotions, like an atlas. So I had a meeting so this morning. Usually, you see, we call, uh, now last over, uh, over uh, 30, years, 30 years, three decades, I have serious sort of discussion. discussion with scientists, mainly four fields, cosmology, neurobiology, uh, physics, particularly quantum physics, the one Buddhist concept, the shunyata, you know, emptiness, uh, that 
very much similar that of quantum physics view. One time, there was one Indian uh, uh, nuclear physicist, Raja Ramana. You see, he once you see, told me, quantum physics, that concept in the world, newly developed, recently. But in India, 2,000 years ago, already have that concept, like that. So, so, so you know, the, we, we call, uh, since some time back, we use the word uh, hygiene of physical, hygiene of emotion. Like hygiene of physical, you see, we need more knowledge about, you see, uh, what matters or virus harmful. Or, so make sort of distinction, some helpful, some harmful. Then, you see, accordingly, we avoid these harmful, positive take. Similarly, uh, more knowledge about hygiene of emotion. Then, you see, uh, such as anger, uh, fear, these are very, very harmful about our hygiene of emotion. Then, compassion, uh, forgiveness, you see, these are very, very helpful, you see, to bring calm mind. So therefore, in order to carry uh, effectively about hygiene of emotion, we have to understand, understand or fuller knowledge about different emotion. So usually we call map of emotion. Uh, not religious matter, simply a uh, matter of health, like mental that. Health. Ah. Mental health. Ah. Mental health. Oh, health also. Yeah. See, they, they, when, when you say mind calm, immense sort of benefit to healthy body. Uh, so healthy mind, very, very important for healthy body, like that. And then also, you see, one, one lady, you see, express love. Yeah. So, so you, you know, I usually, you see, half teasing, you see, the young ladies. External beauty, very important. But more important is inner beauty. So in order to uh, increase inner beauty and maintain inner beauty, the knowledge about the system of emotion is very crucial. Isn't it? So now, uh, including Paul Eggman, you see, uh, last now few years, you see, number of scientists, and particularly the Kasota, neuroscientist. Uh, neuroscientist, you see, we uh, really involve, you see, how to bring uh, these secular ethics uh, in secular education field. When I use the secular, according to Indian understanding, 
India's constitution itself based on secular. Because it's India, multi-religious nation. So, the modern India, when they made as the constitution, you see, there is no other choice except based on secular. So, according to Indian understanding, secular means respect all religions and also respect non-believer. That is something quite unique. Over 3,000 years, they say, because uh, of the materialistic or radical school of thought that we call Charvaka. So you see, the rest of spiritual sort of school of thought criticize that. At the same time, refer these people, because I mean, rishis, rishis, sage, respect. In the West, you see, secular, quite often, you see, uh, they, they have some kind of reservation. Secular, almost they consider secular means disrespect religion. And sometimes, you see, some even you see, uh, sort of have this sort of view. Secular and atheism is some close relation. That's absolutely not, according to Indian understanding. So now, the first day, we are student of ancient Nalanda tradition. Nalanda, most of these uh, Nalanda masters, mainly South Indian. You come from? Gujarat. Hmm? Ahmedabad, so bit to South South India, right? Mare, the key to Gujarat. Gujarat, la. Shazo gata? Nusho dhari di Lhavshan Yinzi vayin Pajir Lhajari. Yes, so it's closer to South than to the North. So I usually see teasing my Indian friend. The South Indian's brain is something very special. Because, you know, all those masters, on these masters of Nalanda sort of philosopher, most of them come from South India. So we, student of that tradition, uh, so mentally, or actually as a matter of fact, it's a few years ago, uh, one occasion some Chinese uh, media, overseas Chinese mainly, overseas Chinese, uh, then one reporter asked me, why you mentioned yourself as a, a son of India? Uh, he felt maybe political reason. Then I just mentioned the fact. Uh, my brain, each sort of cell of my brain, filled by Nalanda thought. Since young age, I study. Firstly, our sort of tradition. So we learned by memory, we, we memorize the key text. Memorize the root text. Then each word explain according commentary, mainly Indian masters. Like that. So our brain filled with Nalinda's thought. Then my physical, then a few years ago, so then I mentioned over Nearly 50 years, this body survived by Indian rice, Indian dals. Oh, so therefore, I consider I'm son of India. Uh, 
So this is nothing to do with the political reason, nothing. So then, actually, I wherever I go, I carry the message of ancient Indian sarvasati uh, knowledge. That is ahimsa, non-violence, and religious harmony. So this body, not Indian, but I think uh, one non-Indian now carry more effectively about India's ancient knowledge than those Indians. <laughs> Thank you. His Holiness the Dalai Lama. Uh, Your Holiness, we're profoundly humbled and honored that you chose to join us this afternoon. Uh, we, before we have just some brief closing remarks, we wanted to honor you uh, one last time with one more song. Very and, good. And this is by a, a gentleman I met uh, during the days of Global Citizen. He's a profound musician, but he sees himself first and foremost as an activist. Uh, he's worked with uh, my friend Kweku Mandela in South Africa. Oh. He does a, a profound amount of work uh, around the world. He's also ex Very extremely good. gifted, and he's here to honor you. Ladies and gentlemen, Allah Black. Uh, and please, uh, please be seated so that the world that is watching uh, can, can, can join us. Thank you so much. Happy birthday, Your Holiness. Thank you for your joy, compassion, your knowledge, and wisdom. You teach of love, and I am going to sing about love with the help of my friend Woody Aplanet. Broken hearts everywhere, from stepping on love, we don't care. Somebody tell me what we gon' do Even though it's plenty to share People hungry in the streets, it ain't fair But you don't think about it until it's you So I'm gonna say how I feel And what I wanna say is Love's the only thing that's real I'm gonna tell you what to do just believe that love's the only thing we have that's true. Cause love is the answer. It's the answer to the questions in your mind. Love is the answer. It's the answer if you're looking, you'll find. The answer is love. It is. Friends know where to be found To help you when you are down But you know that you're the one to blame We know what's wrong from what's right Nobody wins in a fight But still we play the game Now I'm gonna say how I feel 
questions in your mind Love is the answer It's the answer if you're looking you will find Just look around the whole wide world So many beautiful things to see Take my hand and come along Spread some love with me To the questions in your mind Love is the answer It's the answer if you're looking you will find Repeat after me The answer is love 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 His Holiness, the Dalai Lama. I hope you enjoyed this meditation led by His Holiness, the talk on the cultivation of love, and I believe the appropriate closing with the song by Aloe Black, which was all about the answer is love. Uh, The core message for me that I derived from being with and listening to His Holiness was this notion of compassion being an innate part of true wisdom. And the peak mind to me is a compassionate mind. And one of the things I took away was as he spoke about going off and and touching the 10 people in your world and the ripples that that can have on the world if we all live compassionately we all dig deep into the love within us and honor and acknowledge the love all around us. Truly a profound day for me, a profound conversation. I hope you got a lot of value from it. If you received any particular wisdom you'd love to share, I'd love it if you left a comment, uh, shared a review, um, and shared the talk with your friends. It's was always our intention to have this be as valuable as possible, really a labor of love, and one which we hope honors uh, the profound legacy of His Holiness, the Dalai Lama. He is a figure that, to me, embodies joy, and I just feel so grateful to have been able to 
be in his presence, to share in his meditation and the great insights which he shared with all of us. I hope you got a lot of value out of it. It's my intention to keep bringing you value. And this is just the beginning. Please subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and anywhere else you find podcasts because we'll be bringing other uh, profound wisdom from thought leaders around the world. It is a great honor and a great privilege to bring you Peak Mind. Go off and live your inspired life.